Welcome to Right Thinking with Steve Copeland. I'm your host, Steve Copeland, and thank you for tuning in. Let's have a great day. Good morning, everybody. Glad to be with you. Well, today's a real treat for me. I've got I've got a guest that was on a couple months ago, and uh, you're just going to love what the show's going to be today because I'm going to read when I read you this, you'll know what I'm trying to say. Today's show was called Living a Legacy. Episode number 183, Right Thinking with Steve Copeland, is very pleased to announce that this week's show is called Living a Legacy with guest Johnny Lloyd. Tune in and hear Steve and Johnny have a beautiful conversation about how we are here to serve and not judge. Johnny has a rare gift of combining an incredibly positive attitude with a realistic approach to life while always knowing that we dwell in the kingdom of the Lord. Good morning, Johnny. Good morning, Steve. It's such an honor and a pleasure to be here today with you. Uh, you are always so amazing, and your vision and purpose really is impactful. So thank you. Well, Johnny, thanks for saying that. Uh, you're, you're quite welcome, but I just want to tell you that the feeling is more than mutual. Um, the last time that we, we did an episode, it was episode 166. That was uh, 17 ago, so it's true. It was about four months ago almost. Um, there was an expression that I picked up as a kid. Nobody knows this. I'm an old guy. But there was a song by, I think it was the Andrews sisters. My mom and dad and everybody were into that generation. And uh, the song was uh, Mutual Admiration Society. Have you ever heard that? No, actually, I have not. Let me see if I can remember part of it. The main line is, we belong to a mutual love admiration society. In other words, it's just people that love each other. Yeah, there. Yeah. Right. So anyway, um, so we keep in touch. And, um, you know, we talked about how we met on the last show and through Leffert and so forth. But the good news is, is that uh, we have so much in common. And uh, the show that you did was part of an episode in the series that I did on the, uh, on the, from the lip to the hip is a pretty far distance about people doing what they say they're going to do. And, uh, so it's, that was the 13 episode series. And, uh, and you were one of the highlights of it because you brought a dimension to, to the series where we really explored all the reasons why people really don't do what they say they're going to do. Um, and, and for those of us that are, that are victimized or inconvenienced by people that don't do what they say they're going to do, how to accept that. But what it led into was, uh, Johnny, you are so positive. Your attitude, it's so positive. But when I, when I told my wife the other day that, that I got off the phone with you, she said, I just love Johnny. <laughs> and she says, what I love about her is, is that she's so godly, but at the same time, so realistic and accepting pretty much of what's going on and how to deal with it in the, in, in a godly way. Mm -hmm. So that's my kind of introduction for what we're going to lead into today. Um, what would you like to say before we get started about kind of what, what we're here to do? Well, you know, it's funny that you would start, uh, we would start talking about the, what we 
our previous segment. And you know, the thing about that is, is that there are so many people, especially even now, I think it hurts people even more when people are not a person of their word. And what we say and what we think matters. It really does. It matters. It matters not just to ourselves, but it matters to others. So um, it's not that our world is perfect. I just want to start with a word of encouragement. It's not that our worlds are perfect because all of us are dealing with reality. However, the truth of the matter is I get a chance to recreate what I desire in my life based on what I say, my actions, and my ways. So that is the key. The key for me to a positive mental attitude is me, is it starting inside of me? So that's that's the key. And that's what I see with you. You're a person of your words. You do what you say you're going to do, all of that. And it's just, uh, it's really refreshing. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You know, when you say I'm a person of my word, I try to be, and um, none of us are perfect, of course, but one of the things that I, whenever somebody compliments me on being a person that does what I say I'm going to do, I have three or four events in my life that come into my mind that are moments where I did not follow up like I should have. And and let me just tell you, I'm a little kind of, I don't know what you might want to call that. Some people would use the word anal or obsessive compulsive or something. I, I, I don't look at it like that. But what I do say is, is this. I try my very best to live in a place that's not of this world. And, and that's really what today's show is going to be about. I, I, I won't go into the description just yet of that. There's a word for what we're going to talk about. But all the adversity and all of the circumstances that I've faced in my life I'm a very positive person just like you. That's why it's so wonderful because you're amazing. I mean, every time I hear your voice in person on your recording or whatever, it's got that quality in it that just makes me feel good just by hearing the tone of your voice. And But it's not just a feel-good kind of thing. It's a depth kind of a thing that I know where you're coming from. And, and so um, I, I keep giving these kind of introductions. But today, our purpose for this is to try to introduce that place that we're alluding to that we haven't labeled yet so that people might stop and think, you know, I kind of know a little bit about that. There might be three or four different types of people, people that know exactly what we're talking about because they're there too. People that that know about it, but yet they don't really want to spend too much time because they got too much else they got to do first. You know, that's a big thing in life is people that, uh, oh, they, they, they know the truth, but they don't want to, they don't want to, they don't want to stop sometimes to 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 go all the way in because they 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 want to have a few more good times so to speak. But what they don't know is those good times that they think they're having mm-hmm. are nothing compared to the beauty and the glory and the light that awaits them for when they let's just get into it. We're talking about living in the kingdom of the Lord. Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> So, so how we led into this topic was, you know, being, being the kind of friends that care about each other, we want to check in with each other every now and just make sure, are you doing okay? You know, how you been? And so we, we did that a, a, a week ago. And then this past 
Monday, we, we finally had a, a lengthy conversation, but I stopped at mid stride, so to speak. I said, Johnny, Johnny, as much as I want to continue this conversation, because it's so beautiful, let's do a show on it. And that way we can share this conversation. Now we're unselfish. We want to share what we have that we know others can benefit from. Right. So that's kind of it. You know, you're a, you're a, uh, you're deep into the Napoleon Hill foundation and uh, Don Green is a personal friend of yours as he is mine. He's a beautiful person. Yes, he and is. So the conversation that, that we had uh, uh, migrated toward the new book that Don Green and Jim Stovall recently wrote. And let me tell you, uh, if I go back and think about some of the greatest recording artists, musicians, you know, like, uh, so who might come to mind? Okay. Who are two people that you just love the way they are? Then all of a sudden they do a duet together and it's like, wow, my two favorite artists came together. Uh, right. Uh, one of the ones, I mean, because I, whether it be in the faith realm or other, is uh, Whitney Houston is mm. has always been because of her her gift. Um, and then I look at uh, someone like Luther Vandross, or, uh, and then I look at people like um, I look at people that sing from within somewhere deep. Like I really like uh, Fred Hammond and Kurt Franklin and then I like you know I'm just I'm I mix it up uh because I I look at the gift and my favorite thing right now is Hamilton. I mean the whole piece of of Hamilton the show and um how it connects for me into kingdom purpose and destiny and one of the songs has a couple of little interesting words in it but I think the the song itself is amazing it says I'm not going to miss my shot. That thing, that show, I mean, that song is so um, on point for people in the middle of crisis is that letting them know that regardless of what's happening in the real world, that they need to take their shot, their shot into the kingdom to remember who's covering them to remember that their gift back to the world is a right now kind of gift. It's not a let's wait until this is over kind of gift is how do I benefit and walk this time, this point, don't miss your shot. And it's, it's about, um, it's about having a loaded gun of potential. If I can use that as an example, and some people take their loaded mindset, what, what is in them, what has been given to them as a gift, and they, they point it up and they don't use it to impact other people, not to kill people, not to hurt people, but to give back to people, to bless them with what they have within them. And that's the key. And you were talking about good, you know, like people want to live their life and do good, you know, and have fun or whatever. However, don't settle for good when you can have great. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. You know, you know I'm a Jim Collins kind of girl. I, I like uh, good to great. And part of what we're talking about in kingdom is moving from good to actually great, to moving to a place where greatness is there waiting for you. There's so much more 
when we understand the kingdom. And most people look at it as um, boundaries and limits and all of that. That's not, that may be religion, it may be doctrine, but that's not the kingdom. That's not the kingdom. Uh, When you look at integrity and character and all of those things, that's, that's me being a good person. That's me living out my life. That's me following my word. And I love what you said. It's not about perfection. A lot of people want to look at our lives and we say, well, I, I missed it. There are some things in my life I missed. Well, all of us have missed it somewhere in our lives. None of us are perfect. Um, so it's about learning from our imperfections and moving forward. Because when you look at something that was man-made, it looks more perfect than something in the natural. When you buy something that has that is natural, it has imperfections in it. But part of the imperfections cause you to know that it's authentic. Mm. And, and, and when you man make something, you can make it, and I'll put quotes around this word perfect, where it looks like everything is just the same, but that's because man had made it. But when you look at natural things that have come through something, you find the imperfections and the imperfections validate that is not man-made. There's a, there's a gentleman that was a good friend of mine at the YMCA. <laughs> I, I taught, still do, but the coronavirus has kept me from, from going to the Y and teaching the last couple months here. Okay. But um, his name was John. And um, great, great guy. And uh, he was also a martial artist, but he was older than me. And I mean, that's I'm, I'm 69 now. And so he's about he's about 10 years older than me. So this goes back about 25 years or so when we saw each other all the time at the Y. Guy, the guy was in phenomenal shape for being uh, the age that he was at the time, I guess. Maybe it wasn't 25 years ago, maybe 10. But every time I'd say hello to him and I'd say, so how you doing? He goes, I'm blessed in all my mess. And, and, and I, I just always have loved that expression because it's the same acknowledgement that you just said, you know, we're, we're not perfect. We are sinners and, and that we need to always be striving. One way to, one way to be better is to surround ourselves with other people that are godly. And, uh, so we're getting, we're, we're getting into it. Uh, we got plenty of time. Um, so let's go back for a minute uh, and then we'll get back into the kingdom because there's a there's a transition here. So because you're a Napoleon Hill instructor, leader, um, you know, Don Green well and, you know, Jim Stovall. And, and that's kind of when I said we, we got off on a really good thought there. I like the way we did it, because when we said we're going to do this show, we said, let's just talk and see where it goes, because that's so preparing for the show with you today. I can't just not do anything to get ready for the show because I sort of have I sort of have a format. I always like to tie some scripture into whatever the topic's going to be, whoever my guest is going to be. And I always like to have somewhat of a direction. Well, I knew our direction. It's it's living a legacy because you talked about remember that we're living in the kingdom now and we don't have to wait until till we die and go to heaven and be at Christ's feet. But but so the book the gift of giving that Don Green and Jim Stobol recently came out with in July 
Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a powerful book. Uh-huh. And because both of these men are so, so got it right, so to speak, having the two of them come together and collaborate on a book, it was more than I anticipated. Um, I know both their stories well. I've read much of both of them. Uh, in fact, I did a show a couple of weeks ago on the on on the gift of yourself, episode one seventy nine, where I asked their permission, could I read excerpts from the book and and talk about the book the whole show? And they really honored me and said that they would love me to do that. And I got the ultimate honor from Don Green because after I did it on their thought for the day on the Napoleon Hill maphill.org website where mm-hmm. they, they, after they do the thought for the day, which is an incredible way to get your day started after you pray. It always highlights the book that the Napoleon Hill foundation is recommending at the moment. And so for a couple straight weeks, they recommended the gift of giving because that's the newest book they had out, but directly underneath it sandwiched between the gift of giving book description picture the cover and the description, and then PMA, the course they have for people to get into in positive mental attitude. In between those two parts on their website, they had my right thinking with Steve Copeland that you're on right now with me, my radio show plugged by saying that Don Green was recently honored by by being being highlighted for, for the book that he wrote, and they put a link to my show. And, and let me tell you, that, that was just, it, it, it just made me feel so wonderful. They have 530-some thousand daily viewers. And, uh, and for me to be in that kind of company means that the Lord is blessing me immensely. Yeah. So the gift of giving, though, um, I did a whole show on it, so everybody's already heard me talk about it. But I know that you've recently read it yourself. Uh, what, what's, your, what's your thoughts on the book? Well, you know, uh, there's two things. <clears throat> Number gifts are something that is so powerful. I love the way they talk about the gift of giving, the willingness to share your blessing, the willingness to start where you are. Most people want to give once they have what they perceive as abundance. And what was all through the book, I mean, just painted all through the book, is that they gave from what they had. And that's the beautiful thing about kingdom, if I can link it all together, is that you're not asked to give anything you don't have. The gift of giving is it's in you. So the key is, there's two things. One is, do you perceive it as a gift? You have to recognize personally that what you have is a gift. Whatever you want to give is a gift. We try to wait until we think we have abundance at some level and then we'll give, but giving is a mindset. It's a mindset and it's a position of our heart. So if I give and I give grudgingly, it's not a gift. It's not. It doesn't bless me and it doesn't bless the person I gave to because all I'm thinking about is I I didn't want to give it. So in the book, what it talks about, there's some favorite chapters I have in here, and I'm a financial person, so I love the way they set this up. They talked about, the first part of the book, of course, is uh, Stowall, and he's talking about his 
I'm going to call it process, his pathway to giving and how when you determine that you want to give something, how it's like the windows of heaven open up and, and you start getting, uh, I'm going to call it pieces of whether it be mental thoughts and ideas or processes so that you're able to give the gift that you say you want to give. But he didn't stop there. He was giving all along all along. And that's the key. Giving is a mindset. Then you start emptying your pockets. Most people say, well, like even now people, they start saying what they don't have. But when you focus on what you don't have, guess what? You magnify the spirit of lack in your life. So if you focus diff, if you shift your focus to giving what you have, it tricks your mindset, your actual physical mind. And what happens is you end up giving and you start thinking, well, I have abundance. I have things to give. I have things to give. And your mind says, your mindset starts looking in your aura, your spirit is looking for opportunities. And then it opens us up to receiving because in the Bible it talks about seed, time, and harvest. So if you don't sow no seeds, you ain't expecting no harvest. Because that's, it's a principle. And that's what I love about Napoleon Hill. It based everything on principles. And what I love about the book is based on principles. It's not based principle. And if I could just step back to step forward, a principle is truth whether you believe it or not. It's like gravity. Gravity works. You don't have to ask gravity, does it work? You ain't got it. Gravity works. The gift of giving works. And I love one of the things that they, they talk about in the book. You don't have to show people or teach people how to spin. You don't have to necessarily, because we always know how to spin. I mean, we're excellent at that. We have to teach people how to sow, how to save how to invest. And then we need to teach people how to give, to give up themselves in a relationship builds a greater relationship. To give up yourself in a spiritual realm builds a greater spiritual relationship with the one that we're serving with God. To give up for ourselves to others cause others causes greatness. And, and the greatest gift for me personally, um, the greatest joy is giving and it trigger it triggers an endorphin in our mind and our body that's a happy thought so what i encourage everybody to do today today right now is to give something give give something today don't wait and then and make it a habit of giving it's not about the amount. It's about the process of giving. So I would encourage people to do that. But anyway, going back to the book, my, Emptying My Pockets was a great one. I love optimism. So the fruit of optimism was great. And then the legacy piece. For me, I have always been taught to leave a legacy. But the more powerful thing is to live your legacy to live it on a daily basis. And that's what comes through in every part of this book is to live a life of legacy. I would like to uh, 
interject a couple things because absolutely, I talked to. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. You you had so much uh, so much content, so much meat in what you said. There's seven or eight different things that I could pick up on, and we could talk for for the another whole show on each one. Um, so let me pick one of them up. When you talk about living your legacy, living it now. Um, and the best time to start is now kind of thing. It made me think about Leffert and, uh, you know, that's how I met you. But when, on the, on the chapter that Leffert did in the series, he made one statement that stands out in my mind that came to mind just now. Mm -hmm. And it was the best time to plant a shade tree (laughs) was 25 years ago. And the second best time is to plant it now because we talked about putting things off and then I I think we got a good flow going here. In other words, the other thing that I'm going to take you right into is you said that you are always trained, taught to leave a legacy. And, and, you know, I got the definition of legacy sitting right here. It's a dictionary definition. It would define legacy as a gift or a bequest that is handed down, endowed, or conveyed from one person to another. It is something descendable one comes into possession of that is transmitted, inherited, or received from a predecessor. Now, to go back to the analogy of planting a shade tree, so it's here now, mm-hmm. I, I teach when I'm in prisons, when I teach pathway to success, I, I have my own version titled pathway to success. And, and what I try to do with people is to have them close their eyes and relax and start to daydream, kind of get a vision coming in their head of who you would like to be if everything was absolutely wonderful and you could do or be and be wherever you want to be in life to be at a place that you would just love to be. In other words, who you would like to be a person, what your life looks like, et cetera, in five years. Like if everything went great for you and that you had no obstacles, nothing holding you back, what would your life look like? And, and, I, and I give very, very simple examples. If you would like to be a drummer in a professional band, a professional drummer in a band, but you don't know how to play the drums, don't let that hold you back. And the reason is, if you lay out the path of where you want to be, and then you say, okay, let's get realistic now. And after I let them do all the fantasies and so forth, and I won't do the whole story because it's a long version of how you can just really let it go. Just let it go. It's almost like complete fantasy, you know, dream life that I would like to have if I wasn't, you know, making all the excuses of why I never did that, can't be that, what, what, what's holding me back, whoever else's fault it is that I can't do that. A lot of people blame other people, you know, but when you look in the mirror, sometimes you realize that you could do it if you yeah. didn't listen to all the naysayers. But the point is, then I say, okay, wake up, wake up for a second. Now, you really want to do that? You really want to do it because if you don't really want to do it, it's not going to happen. But if you really want to do it, then now let's design a path. 
What are all the steps that you have to go through in order to become that person? Now, and that's where I'm going into this. You just do a beautiful thing about imperfections of in nature versus man-made things that are supposed to be look kind of perfect. And, and what I want to tell you is I believe that one of the greatest things that we can do, and we're going to come back to kingdom in a second. I'm giving you your platform in a second here to go right back into this. One of the greatest things that we can do is believe. Believe in what God, our faith, believe in what God has for us, why he created us, the riches and the abundance that await us when we know that, when we accept it, when we trust him, when we let go, when we give it up to him and not have the fear. And so, but being natural, being natural. And so if you want to have a legacy, if you want to bequeath something to the world, you want to, you want to be a person that's, that's the old sad story of, of the, the, the parents of the 50s and the 60s and into the 70s that the father worked all the time generally. And he was never there for the kids. He never went to a, a, a school event. You know, the mom did most of the stuff back in the old day. Well, I turned my life around and I went to 100, I did 150 some field trips where I volunteered and went on field trips. I was a parent representative in the site-based management team for the school. I, I, I went in classrooms all the time. I set up a program in, in the school to teach parents how to use computers and the kids, you know, whatever, family computing, quality time, giving your kids a head start. But what I'm saying is, if you want to have a legacy, you have to live that legacy. That's the title of the show, Living a Legacy. That's the point of the book, The Gift of Giving, is to start doing it now. But you have to be the person that you see in your daydream fantasy of who I want to be. You can't just be like, that's who I want to be, but not take steps to become that. So it has to be who you are. It has to be a natural evolution. And, and so... The bottom line of what I'm saying is, is that I'm giving it back to you in 23 seconds. I've learned to be that specific now. A lot of people that are godly people, it's a beautiful thing. There's many, many people that will call them church-going people or godly. Mm -hmm. And they pray for other people. Their intentions are always good. They're kind. They're tolerant. They're, they're, they, they, they don't judge. They're beautiful people. But if they don't use their mind they're going to be at a place where they're godly and dependent upon God and their circumstances are going to control them. There's many, many godly people that are just so patient and they accept their lot, so to speak. They, they don't ruffle anything. They don't rock the boat. They say, if this is all God ever wanted me to have, then I'm okay with that. But on the other hand, you asked me a question in our conversation the other day and I, and I'm the 22 seconds is long gone this next topic that I'm going to come back to after you speak to the point is Don Green and Jim Stovall, the authors of the book that we're talking about. They're two of the most godly men that I've ever met in my life. And, and I pointed out to you, do you ever notice that they don't really glorify God specifically and quote very much scripture in any of the books that either one of them have ever written? And you go, you told me, well, I never, I never, yeah, I guess you're right. I never thought about it, but I guess you're right. And I said, well, there's a reason for that that I've discussed with both of them. So it's hard for me to turn it back over to you and give you something that I know that I told you I'd, I'd, I'd tell you on the you show. You say to share me. 
That's right. Yeah. Yes, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep you and everyone else in suspense for a minute. So, okay. but what I want you to talk about, please, is the kingdom. I'm gonna give you a definition that's kind of a a simple definition that I picked up. And then I want you, if you'd be so kind, is to share what it really is. Paint some pictures for people because we're already doing it. We're 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 talking about when you become obedient to the Lord and, and, and give it to him and not put your own things, your own steps in front. The kingdom of God, and it's also referred to as the kingdom of heaven in Christianity. It's the spiritual realm over which God reigns as king or the fulfillment of on earth of God's will. The phrase occurs in the new Testament frequently particularly in the first three of the Gospels. So what I'm saying is the kingdom is a place. And when we talked about on the description of today's show that uh, you take your attitude, it's realistic. And that you, but I said at the very end of the description, while always knowing that we dwell in the kingdom of the Lord, Johnny, I'll come back to Don Green and Jim Stovall and give you that answer later. It's not so important, but you are a kingdom dweller. That's what I so much love about you. You're consistent. You're always the same. You have a way that you've separated yourself from the world. It's it, A lot of stuff is like water off a duck's back. You don't get your feathers ruffled because you understand the ways of the world, but yet that's not where you live. So what is the kingdom that you dwell in? Okay, so there's two, there's a couple, you have said so much and I'm writing, I'm taking some notes and I'm thinking, I need to talk about that, I need to talk about But let me, let me go to your question. Um, so your question is, is about the kingdom. So when I look at, okay, so there's a couple things. The main thing that shifted me was some books on Dr. by Dr. Miles Monroe. He talks about the kingdom of God. He talks about the kingdom in such a way that it, it really triggered some things. Then my scripture that I go to uh, is first Corinthians 29, 11 through 13, that talks about everything in the heavens and the earth is yours. O Lord, this is your kingdom. And it talks about in the Bible where the earth is God's footstool. And so from the, when I look at kingdom, I look at everything not just one thing. So, however, when I was being raised up, and I was raised, I think I came, I was born in the church. I think my mother delivered me in the church, <laughs> a church, you know, the kind of thing. So there was some times in my life where I was very uh, radical and pushed away because there were things happening in my life and I wanted to be mad at somebody. So I, I determined that that person I could be mad at was God. However, a king, when you are in a kingdom, you get the rights of being a citizen in that kingdom. Whether you receive the rights or whether you accept them or whether you embrace them is on you, right? Because I can literally lay a table in front of people and say, eat, you know, a person who was hungry and say, eat. And they say, and they sit there and never eat a thing off the table. So my point for pausing there is to let people think of that. There's a table that has been spread before us 
and we have the capacity and capability to to do some things we're not current to be to be not just to do to be a kingdom citizen to be what we were created to be uh to make some decisions that walk out our be instead of the being we're so busy being things that we don't determine that this is what a person that has this does so my point for saying all that is is that I get rights as being a citizen of the kingdom. I get privileges as being a citizen of the kingdom. I I get covering, that kind of thing, for being a citizen of the kingdom. However, I also have responsibilities. So if the if if the rule, if if I'm in a kingdom and I say principle, a principle works, and I don't use the principle then it's not the king's fault that it doesn't work. It's, it, I have to take responsibility of it. And you alluded to this earlier that people are looking for somebody to blame. Yes, but that's an excuse for, not, for me not taking actions and taking my own control back. See, if I act like a, I get a chance to make a decision to be a victim or a victor, both of them take work. What I love, one of the things I really enjoyed about the book is Jim Stovall's story. One of the things he talked about is how he moved from poverty to prosperity. Now, a lot of people in that are faith people that believe in God don't believe in prosperity. But when you look at what he did with the resources as giving back, the gift of giving, he gave $1.5 million. He, you know, believed God for one, but God does exceedingly and abundantly above everything we can ask or think. So he gave him $1.5 million to establish the Stovall Center at Orals Roberts University that, that's helping entrepreneurs. So my point for saying that is this, the impact that we get a chance to make in the kingdom is something we have to decide, number one. And so that's my thing about, about kingdom. There's a kingdom mindset that is positive mental attitude. You know, we take the things that are connected to, um, to the things, the 17 principles of Napoleon Hill. There's, there's a mindset that comes without that in that. And there's two things we get a, we get a chance to control our mind, which is the, which is the most powerful computer that has ever been created. There has never been a computer that's greater than our mindset, our potential in our mind. And then the other thing is we get a chance to control our will. So our will is our mind, our intellect, and our emotions. Most people don't want to take responsibility for those things. They want someone else to say, well, she made me do it. He made me do it. No, no, no. You get a chance to control yourself. And most people want to also control someone outside of them, but they don't want to control themselves. So all of those things will help us be better citizens. It'll be help us to be more progressive more profitable and more productive in our current situation. Because I don't care if a person has a penny or a billion, doesn't matter. You still need to work what you got in your hands. 
Because why would I give you more? King, why would I give you more if you're not working what you got? You got to work what you got. And then you can be trusted with more. Why would I give you more to spoil on the table when you're not eating anything I put before you already? Johnny, this is beautiful. We said the first time we did a show that said, you're going to be a regular. We're going to come on every now and then and give a message. And, uh, <laughs> and we're, we're in the middle of it. You know, one of, one of the things about the way you look at things, the last two or three minutes of the last show that we did, you said four or five things that I took notes on when I prepared for today. Okay. This is so wonderful. I'm just going to hit you with all of them. Um, everyone listening, I'm going to give you the essence of Johnny. <laughs> she said, I am here to serve. I have no agenda. None. Johnny is a lifetime professional transformational development expert coach. She does this professionally. She's a, a godly woman, as we've already quite demonstrated. But it's not about money with Johnny. It's about helping people find their way to the kingdom, which is the purpose of today's show. If we had to retitle the show from living a legacy it's finding your way into the kingdom and uh or being invited into the kingdom this is an invitation that we're giving you uh, don't judge people based on the current frame in their movie there is nothing any better than that that, sh that you could hear that is all about accepting other people for who they are and Every single one of us has people in our lives that irritate us, that we don't like, that in our earlier stages of immaturity, you might have used the word hate. Get rid of the word hate. Let go of it. But here's my point. We all know people that don't treat us right, that, that say things that they don't do, but we still should love them and help them correct their behavior. And what Johnny says, a couple more lines at the end there is, there's a difference between transformation and change. Now, a lot of people in the world, they're always working on change. You know, Weight Watchers helps you change your weight. It's a discipline. What happens to a lot of people that go on Weight Watchers after they sacrifice and don't eat those desserts for a year? They splurge when they get off and they gain the weight back and then they gotta go on it again. They changed but they didn't transform. And so Johnny's transformation, last line of the uh, last couple lines of the last show, there's a difference between transformation and change. And here's what she says. Transformation is like a butterfly. Once you transform, you choose as a human not to go back. Transformation is not change. That's a quote from Johnny. And, and basically, you know, everything's a choice. She said she can set the table, she can invite you to it, and you don't partake. That's on you. Uh, we can rub your back, stroke your neck, and say, hey, listen, we know that you've been on a low-calorie intake for a long time, but tonight, enjoy the feast. And, mm -hmm. and, and just enjoy it. Don't, don't be so hard on yourself. And, and tomorrow, you'll go back to the diet. Um, you know, the point is, is that we can't do it for you. And, and here's how she ended it. And this is so powerful. And this is who we are in today's show. Remind ourselves. She said it like this. She said, people need to remind themselves or we need to remind ourselves 
that we are kings and queens, and this is kingdom. Stop separating your stewardship into that's the world and this is church. It's all one and the same. And the thing that I love about you, Johnny, you're a consistent person. You know, you're the same all the time. And I know where you're coming from. And that's a beautiful thing that you can know about another person is that you know that they're consistent. And so so what, what I'm saying there is basically this. You have a way, because you're a kingdom liver, you understand God's kingdom and that you thank him every day, just like I do, for, for giving us a chance to, to be in it that he created us for his purposes and he wants us to have our purposes. And one of the most important things about the kingdom that I, that I understand is, is that God's kingdom is a place where he wants each one of us to love one another in a way that we help others move forward with getting closer to him. And and to, in other words, I tell a little parable that I made up a couple months ago, you know, God called me one day, and he said, hey, Steve, I'm having a particularly busy day today. I need you to do something for me. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, God's having a busy day, right? And, 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 he, and he says, there, I got a person over here that, that needs something, needs a lot. He needs, some, he, needs, he needs to be shown some things. He needs some positive encouragement. Would you work with that person for me today? And the truth of the matter is, God's never too busy to do it all by himself, but he doesn't want to do it one-on-one with each of us. He would rather have each of us. He would like to give us what we need so that we can do it with each other. It's more important for God to have us take what he's put in us through the Holy Spirit and to give it to one another because certainly God could have a personal relationship with 13, 15 billion people at the same moment. He, he's, he, he can do that. He can do anything. But if he did that and we're all like here and he's there and and we're all with him, but not with each other, it does not work for what he created. And so so that's that's kind of my take on that part of the kingdom and and, and you. But you are you are godly and realistic and you have your way of accepting people and praying for people and and knowing that you can. um, you can accept them for what they are and love on them to where they maybe start to change uh, in, a, in a positive way. And, and what gives you the right to try to help people to change is that you are a lightning rod that God is filling with the Holy Spirit. And, and he's anointed you and chosen you to be a person that he wants you to go out there and bring others to know him. And Johnny, that's, that's a beautiful thing. And I thank you for that. So Johnny, um, the uh, the show is progressing just like I hoped that it would. Um, one of the last things about the book that we've just been talking about, I love a quote that's in here. Mm-hmm. Right in the beginning, true riches are found in the peace of mind that generosity brings. And what I wanted to say about generosity is, is that it's nice to give money and funds to help people. But it's also true that if you give a man a, a fish, he'll eat today. But if you teach a man how to fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. But one of the things that I said, that I had seven or eight things when you first started talking that I wish we could do a whole show on each one of the seven. I want to say this. Everyone that's listening, if you don't have financial wherewithal or strength and you're struggling, I want you to remember one thing. 
I believe that one of the most powerful gifts that you can ever give of yourself to another person is your time and to listen to them and to be there for them. And people don't love you because you give them money. People love you because you care about them and because you you are understanding and kind. And so these are the things that that don't don't think it's about money. Money is just a tool. Money mm-hmm. just makes it a little easier to do more sometimes and for material things that people need. I'd love to be able to give people all the food and medicine that they need, but I can't afford to do that. But what I can do is help people learn how to uh, perhaps budget what they do have better so that they can they can do more with what they already do have. So Johnny, I um, I have one last thing that I would like to throw at you um, that I think is very important for our introduction to people and what the kingdom's all about. Um, and I'll give you a preface, and then I know that you will pick right up on this because I, 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 know, I know that you know this. One of the things about the kingdom, to be able to be a kingdom dweller, is to always remember that God is dwelling in there in each one of us all the time, that God is always there, and that every thought we have, God already understands it, and and. We have to believe that God dwells in you, that you don't have to ask God to come in. He's already there. He's just he's just waiting for you to kind of clear off a little bit of the rust and all the other things that you've got that are blocking it. But one of the greatest examples that I want to give of people that know that God is always with them and that you're not in the world alone. See, that's the that's the main difference between the world and the kingdom is God's always with you in the kingdom because you're there, you're serving God. He's taking care of everything. You just have to be a soldier, do your part, stay obedient. But the story of uh, when King Nebuchadnezzar put Shadrach, Meshach, and uh, Abednego into the furnace, that is one of the most powerful, powerful examples in my mind of a demonstration of people that so knew that God the spiritual life is the real life. And so would you like would you like to 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 speak to 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 that one piece of scripture for a minute of what happened in that furnace? You know, um I'm a metaphoric kind of person, you know, parable kind of person. So when I look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I think of um I'm a numerologist too. I like numbers. So I think of three. Um, and then what happened while they were there, the fourth person came in and that was uh, the Holy Spirit coming in or Jesus coming in to protect them. Uh, and what happens even in this time is that by us following what we know is truth, not alternate facts, not something we made up, not somebody else's mindset. But when we follow the truth that even though we may be put into a fire, a crisis, something that was intended to kill and destroy us, that once we, when we do what we're supposed to do, that the protection is still there. And then I love what they said. They said, even if we die. You know, they were willing to give up everything for what they believed in. So do you believe in yourself enough to give up your mindset about what you've been through? 
to give up your excuses and move forward and to go into a place that you're going to have to fight, that you're going to have to go through the fire and you're going to have to go through some pressure and some to get to the place when you come out that you don't even smell like smoke. Because when they came out, when they were let out, they didn't look like they were in the place. They did not smell like smoke. They came out with all the all that they better than when they went in. Let me go there. Better than what they, when they went in. And that's the deal. Coming out of this season in our life, any crisis, when you're in kingdom, when you know that it has a purpose, you may not like the process. You may not like being in the fiery furnace. You may not like somebody guarding and looking in and them burning up. The fire was so hot because remember they turned it up three times hotter than it normally was and they still didn't burn up. <clears throat> but when you come out, that you that you are better than when you went in, that you don't even smell like what you've been through. You don't look like what you've been through, that you don't think the way that people would normally think, that you're not looking for someone to blame, that you're taking control and doing what you can do to make a difference in the in not just your life, but in the life of everybody that's with you that's in this fire. Are you doing what you can do mm. to protect and to, and to help the people that are in this crisis with you during this season, not based on your own selfishness, but on selflessness, to do what you need to do to make sure that other people are okay. Will you step off and do that? Will you make a difference in somebody else's life? So when you come out, number one, you all come out together. Nobody was left in the fire. They all came out together and they were better than when they went in. What's so beautiful about that Bible story is that God never promises to keep us out of the fire but he does promise to go with us into the fire and be with us through those fires. Um, we got to bring it to a close in a minute, but I'm going to come back to something because everybody knows I'm kind of ultra ADD. I'm going to tell you what I said I was going to tell you, why Jim Stovall and Don Green don't do a whole lot of scripture in their actual writings, in that they're both incredibly godly men. We know that Don Green, he gets up every day and it's in the book too. And I know this person, he gets up every day and the first thing he does is he looks at this, uh, it's kind of like on a frame that says, dear God, show me who I can help today. And and Jim Stovall, Jim Stovall went to Oral Roberts University. His father was an instructor there for 50 years. And so it's in the both of them. And I've had many, many private conversations with each, but I'll give you the one example and it's so beautiful that they can draw upon the wisdom of, of the world and mm. paint it in a way they're giving you everything godly, but they're using worldly terms to take you there. And the reason is this. There are many, 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 many people that if they know that it's a faith-based type of a message that they're getting ready to read or participate in, there's a lot of people that wouldn't listen to this show I mean, I, I put it right in there that, you know, it's it's part of the kingdom because if somebody doesn't want to read it, I don't want them to think that I tricked them into listening to the show on the kingdom because it is about the kingdom. But the thing is, Don Green told me that there's so many people that will benefit from the messages. But once he wrote a book and 
The title of the book was a faith-based title. And the book did not sell at all. And he and the publisher changed the title of the book and reintroduced it. And it was a bestseller. People are afraid that I don't want to go that direction and give myself to the Lord at this time of my life because I'm not ready yet. I'll do it later. And it's the same premise of living a legacy versus leaving a legacy is that you need to become that person now quit putting it off. And so with that said, I, I told you that I would like you today to maybe close the show with a piece of scripture that relates to our message today. And, and, uh, but after you do that, if you even want to do that, I've got what I consider to be the perfect ending for the show on the kingdom of the Lord. Okay, wow. <clears throat> well, I never t- lose an opportunity to um, to say a word, you know, that's out of the word. So I'm going to use Matthew, Matthew uh, 6 and 33 uh, that's connected to, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all of these things shall be added unto you. <clears throat> In so many cases, we're looking for the things and we have not sought after the kingdom and the king. So this goes beyond spiritual. It goes beyond um, what people call religion. It goes to a spiritual concept of greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. It positions me for for our next steps. Thank you. Thank you. Now, What I'm going to introduce is the same thing that you just did in just a slightly different way. And I know that you will agree that we're blessing everyone who is still listening. The Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6, 9 through 13. Wow. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Johnny, God bless you. Thank you so much for today. I can't wait to do this with you again. (laughs) Just let me know when. It's a privilege and an honor to be with you, Steve. Thank you so much. And thank you, viewers. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Well, everyone, I uh, I hope that you uh, heard the message today. And uh, all I can say is uh, we love you. God bless each one of you. And have a great week. Thanks for listening to Right Thinking with Steve Copeland. I look forward to being with you again next week. And remember, don't quit. Plan ahead. It will get better. God bless you and have a great week.